My name is Dr. Charles Arend. I have with me my colleague, Dr. Robert Cole. We both teach here at Concordia Seminary St. Louis in the Department of Systematics or Doctrine. In this video series, we are going to carry on conversations with each other and with you about the Catechisms of Martin Luther, otherwise known as the Small Catechism and the Large Catechism. And to begin our discussion or our conversation, I'd like to uh, at least start out by asking Bob that this little book that we call the Small Catechism is not very large at all. It has a few brief texts. And for over 500 years, Lutherans have regarded as a as an important expression of the Christian faith and what it means to be Lutheran. Uh, would you be able to say a few words on why that is and how it came to be? It, it is just a little book. In this uh, version, it's got uh, just a little more than 30 pages with illustrations. Of course, it had illustrations uh, when Luther first uh, put it together, too. But it's, it's very brief. It was intended to be brief because um, it was intended for school children. And they had to memorize it because most of them couldn't read very much. Uh, many of them couldn't read at all. And, and so Luther was trying to bring together the, the basic elements of uh, the Christian life. Uh, it is uh, a book of short texts, of a lot of Bible texts, uh, because Luther was summarizing scripture for, um, for the, the children, uh, whether they were in school or not, now that I think about it, uh, the children of Germany. Uh, it was kind of his way of, of saying, here I stand, uh, before those children. It was his way of confessing his faith and giving them words in which to confess their faith so that their whole life might be shaped uh, by the by the fundamentals of, of biblical teaching. And it's interesting, uh, I suppose, if you were going to say, which book shaped uh, Calvinism? It might be the, the, the hymn book, the Psalms. Uh, or it might be Calvin's Institutes, a big dogmatic work. Uh, if you were going to ask which book shaped the Anglican Church, you'd probably say the Book of Common right. Prayer. Again, it's, it's liturgical, it's prayer life. But Lutherans are, are people who believe that God's word comes to us, that God addresses us. He wants to teach us. He wants to bring his word across to us. And so I think it's fitting that that little book is, in a sense, a, a symbol of the Lutheran confession of the faith, uh, a kind of sign post for um, our churches. Um, it's a summary of what we think God is doing with us and how we are to react to God. Very good. And how far back does the catechism go, though? Was it an invention with Martin Luther? Do, does the uh, uh, catechism reach back into the early church? Actually, it goes all the way back to the early church. Um, in a sense, the catechism is a form of confession. It's a, a little bit of an extension of the creed. And already in the Bible, we find certain uh, short formulas like Jesus is Lord, uh, or in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 5, a confession of his resurrection, uh, uh, of his death and resurrection. And um, 
so we could say that in a sense the church always is bringing the word of the Lord to others and therefore the practice of catechizing, of teaching, of instructing uh, new Christians, whether they be children or adults, in the faith goes all the way back uh, to the time of the apostles. Uh, in the early church, in the second and third and fourth centuries, uh, there are, are catechisms that are developed. Actually, until Luther's time, the word catechism wasn't so much a word for a, a book. That usage of the word for a book really begins um, 10, 15, 20 years after Luther put the whole program of instruction into a little right. booklet. But uh, people didn't live by books alone uh, before the invention of the printing press, uh, shortly before Luther's time. And so uh, what Luther did was really to transform this word and this activity of catechizing, of catechism as a program for instruction into something that you could have for, for children and for adults uh, in a book. And so already at the, at the time of St. Augustine, for instance, by the, by the uh, end of the 4th, early 5th century, you have a developed tradition of catechizing. And it developed around... Um, for Augustine, the concepts of faith, hope, and love. And you learned the faith from the creed, you learned hope from the Lord's Prayer, and you learned um, love from either a list of vices and virtues or finally in the Middle Ages from the Ten Commandments. And what were the, uh, what did the catechisms or how did catechisms take place in the Middle Ages? To a large extent, not in a classroom, because uh, in many parts of Europe there weren't classrooms. There simply was no schooling. So the catechism was, was conducted, that catechetical instruction was conducted largely by preaching. Uh, not so much by parish priests, because often parish priests did not preach much at all. They basically simply said the Mass, conducted the liturgy. So there were traveling preachers who would bring catechetical instruction to an area uh, coming through, depending on the area, once a year, maybe once every two, three years. And they would preach to adults and children uh, and, and talk about the Lord's Prayer, uh, the Creed, the Ten Commandments, uh, sometimes about the sacraments as well. And did the uh, preaching on the catechism continue into the Reformation? It did. Uh, Luther himself uh, began his preaching career, his publishing career, with sermons on the Creed and on the Lord's Prayer and, and on the Ten Commandments. Uh, and so you have, well, you have him really just doing what medieval monks did, preaching on the catechism. And, and so that's the, the origin of a catechetical instruction within the Lutheran Reformation. Now, if I'm hearing you correctly then, for the most part throughout the Christian tradition or Christian history, the church had catechized both youth and adults by using certain texts like the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. Uh, what other texts were used, um, and what texts, if any, did Luther add to those? Well, uh, there are a variety of programs for instruction. Some of them we have in manuscript form. Some of them we even have in, in early printings uh, before Luther's time. Uh, often uh, included in, in that basic instruction of the catechism uh, was a list of the sacraments. 
Though interestingly enough, so far as I know, before Luther, the, the sacraments weren't discussed in great detail for the most part in those catechisms. Um, but to the Ten Commandments were added lists of virtues and, and vices, the seven deadly sins and, and the seven basic virtues uh, and the like. Often prayers were brought in uh, to the catechism so that uh, the earliest forms of Luther's catechism uh, really come in prayer books. So there's, there's mm -hmm. a, a, a kind of text for developing the devotional life a text for preparing to go to confession and absolution, um, and that those those concerns run together with the concern for basic Christian instruction. Okay, so Luther, in addition to the Commandments, Creed, and Lord's Prayer, he also includes a little explanation on baptism, absolution, and uh, the Lord's Supper. Uh, in addition to that, though, he also incorporated prayers for daily life and a table of responsibilities, you like to call it, or, or table Christian of duties. Callings. Or, uh, yeah. Can you say a word about those? Well, I think that's really interesting, and it, it shows, shows us, I think, that Luther intended the uh, small catechism to be a handbook for all of Christian living. Um, Luther changed the order from um, sometimes the Lord's Prayer, but usually the creed, came first, then the Lord's Prayer, then the Ten Commandments. He uh, expressly uh, stated that he wanted to change the order so that the Ten Commandments would first of all give a diagnosis of what was wrong um, in the sinner's life. Then secondly, the creed would give a prescription for the cure in the action of God um, who has created us to come to save us and to sanctify us. And then thirdly, the Lord's Prayer would set in place a kind of reaction, what the, what the cured person does to, to live a, a healthy life. And so Luther, in essence, is introducing his rhythm of the, the daily life of the Christian, the life of repentance, being lived uh, according to the rhythm of the law that calls us to repentance, the gospel that, that gives us um, the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, and then the Lord's Prayer, which, which sets our whole response to God in place. And, and the rest of the catechism could be seen as a playing out of what that response is like. It is grounded in, in God's word coming to us in, in the Lord's Supper, as well as confession and absolution and baptism. But then it's played out in our response to God in the, in the relationship with God through the daily prayer and devotion and meditation. And it's... Um, also, uh, uh, the response that we have to God's love for us as we perform our love uh, to the neighbor. And at the end of this series, we'll be talking about the, uh, the table of Christian callings, uh, in which Luther talks about the situations in which, he has, in which God has placed us in our daily lives um, and how we are to show his love uh, by, by loving the neighbor. I wonder if we might be able to express the overarching pattern or structure of the catechism uh, this way. In one sense, the commandments, creed, and Lord's Prayer uh, lay out for us the uh, uh, fullness of the Christian life, how Christians view life in light of God's word. Um, I like to think of it in terms of the art of living by faith. The commandments highlight the need for faith, the creed, 
the gift of faith, and then finally the Lord's Prayer, the cry of faith. Then as we move into baptism, confession, and absolution, the Lord's Supper, uh, we are now in a sense looking at the centers of gravity of Christian worship, where that word takes form uh, sacramentally. And then in the final section of the catechism, we have prayers uh, for morning and evening, prayers for dinner time, and then the uh, table of Christian callings, where this now becomes the arena where our faith is exercised. And in that way, the catechism is something of a handbook for Christian living, or this is what it means to live the Christian life. Yeah, I think uh, Luther's fundamental conviction that our God is a talking God, a God of conversation, who likes to be in community with us, is reflected in, in his exposition of the, the basic parts of the catechism. Uh, God starts to talk to us, um, in a sense, by claiming to be our God in the first commandment. Uh, and then uh, Luther says, that's kind of in the background. We already know that. So he reviews what we have done wrong or what's gone wrong with our lives in the Ten Commandments, comes to us with the, with the love of God, first of all, as our creator, and then as our redeemer and sanctifier. And then, as you say, the, the faith that responds to that plays itself out um, by receiving the word again in, in various forms. Baptism, absolution, and Lord's Supper are mentioned in the catechism. And then responding through our praise and worship and through our love for the neighbor. Well, I think that pretty well summarizes a little bit about the history of the catechism and the over arching plan of the catechism as well as its purpose. Uh, from here, we're, we are going to now explore the uh, individual portions of the catechism itself, beginning with the Ten Commandments. <laughs>